Hi everyone, welcome back to Thoughtful Intentions. I'm your host Fiona Winch and today I'm joined by Sophie Brown. Sophie Brown is an actress and producer at a creative studio who derives from Boston, Massachusetts. She moved to New York City after graduating from Pennsylvania State University in 2020 with her BFA in acting. Sophie is still learning and growing as she breaks into an industry that has been ever-changing since the pandemic began. Hello, Sophie. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, getting by. My birthday was this past week. Oh, how was it? It was a lot of fun. Um, Was that really this past week? That feels like a Yeah, I know. I mean... The spring, like right after New Year's happens, it always just feels like starts going like fast motion. You know what I mean? I I mean, I really can't believe this is the end of April. No, it's really scary to me, actually. I'm like, wait, can time slow down for a second? (laughs) But it was good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I love my birthday. Just mostly just because I got to I get to see everybody who I love. So Oh, good. I'm so glad. Um, So for everyone listening for context, Sophie and I. We're both in the School of Theater at Penn State, where we had two years of crossover, and we also ended up in the same sorority, so our worlds really collided. Um, And I was thinking about this. You're the only person from Penn State who knows both myself and my brother, like, independently. Like, neither of us introduced each other to you. You know what I'm saying? Like That's so true. I would have met you both either way. <laughs> yeah. You would have met us both either way, which like, I, I can't think of a single other person that's like that. So, um, I don't know. Oh, I just thought that was I'm really in the cool. Family. I'm yeah, part you of really the family. are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was one of my favorite parts about going to school with my brother was just, um, getting to know each other's people like throughout, because we went to school together from kindergarten mm-hmm. pretty much through college so at this point unless he makes a ton of new friends in Arlington I generally know his people which is nice no that is really sweet yeah I love Um, that so you graduated the same year as Patrick Mm -hmm. and which I know from virtually graduated yes virtually graduating (laughs) which I know from watching him was pretty tumultuous um but unlike him your major as I know, is very reliant, was very reliant on in-person classes. Um, so I remember you calling me one day and you were like, Fiona, they're having us read scenes alone, like just our lines, um, which I can't even wrap my mind around dealing with that. Um, so do you want to just like talk me through that a little bit? I mean, mm-hmm. and I should say too, just generally, I'm excited to talk to you about graduating in pandemic times and coming into the industry in that circumstance and all of that good stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, let's start there. Yeah. I mean, it really just feels like the whole time I was just suff- like, <laughs> I don't want to say suffering through it because that's so negative, but just like learning what to do as I went, because the whole time we were training at Penn State, they were preparing us to like wake up in the morning and put your name on a call sheet and, you know, wait in the audition room. And pretty much I thought I had it all planned out in my head and what I thought it was going to look like. And I talked to you and other people who graduated and that's the vibe that I was getting to. So I was like, I guess that's what it's going to be like. And then we were supposed to graduate in May of 2020 and March came around and pretty much everything changed. And like, I was literally... I feel like I'll always remember this moment because it it was just like, I feel like everyone will remember the moment where like COVID started becoming serious, Mm -hmm. but I was on the beach. I was with Pat. We were on spring break in Fort Lauderdale (laughs) (laughs) and like schools started shutting down and canceling graduation. And like we were doing animal farm and we were going to put it up like in two weeks once we got back from spring break and we were going to go on tour with a show in New York city and we were going and we had our showcase and all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so really that's everything that rushed to my mind was, I was just like, um, how is any of this going to happen? How is any of this going to work? And they were trying to do that stuff for a while, right? Like for a minute, they were like, we can still pull this off a little bit. Yeah. I think everyone, you know, for those first two weeks, yeah, like thought that 
it would be able to go back to normal. And then obviously it never did. And there were some positives from it being that one of my teachers at Penn State really took advantage of the virtual Zoom classes because we went home like we well, we went home first and I did end up going back to Penn State for the last month of school, like with a couple of my friends. And we kind of just hung out there and took our classes there. We still were paying rent, Mm -hmm. Um, but we did go home for a while. And one of my teachers like really like did a lot of outreach to people that she had worked with in the industry Mm -hmm. who had had success in film and theater. And she did a really good job of bringing them onto our classes and letting us meet people. And she would show them ourself tapes and get notes. And so that aspect of it, which might've not been that great in school, you know, cause we would have been in person more, maybe just focusing on the group, mm-hmm. um, was nice, but those moments where like everything else that we were working on prior to COVID just kind of like went up in flames because even though, and I think I was trying to be one of the most hopeful people just cause I wanted everything to happen so badly that yeah. that like got me through it, not half because I kept being like, okay, in September, I think everything, you know, will maybe be able to happen. And then it was like, okay, maybe, you know, in January keep moving and you just keep moving it until literally I'm going back to Penn state in two weeks for my graduation, two years later. And like, also that's kind of just how it feels like everything happened two years later, because like the other week we just kind of, and there was only four people from my class who participated in this, but we launched like a Penn state website for our showcase that like we never put on. Wait, did you do the showcase? (laughs) No. So we just kind of all put our reels up and we made it more of like a celebration site that, um, one of our teachers could just kind of send out to the contacts that they had planned on reaching Only out to. Only four people participated? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you, have to you know, it's that. been two years, I will. Like a lot no, of I people know. have moved on, which yeah. is almost the crazier part because it feels like for some people, time kind of stood still. And for right. some other people, time just kept going. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, And even the graduation bit, I was thinking about how so many students um, in your grade and below have had to grieve these like huge milestones that you just miss and there's nothing you can do about it. So, I mean, there's of course plenty of complicated downsides about being like someone in my position where you kind of feel like you're a little bit in purgatory because you're not fresh out of school, but you don't have a foundation. But I just, Mm -hmm. yeah, my heart really broke for you guys missing those things. Yeah. And I mean, I appreciate that a lot too, because I was feeling for the kids who are a year younger than us who were in London, you know, and the kids who are a year younger than them who had to go through two years of college with COVID and people who had just graduated and were still kind of in limbo. And then we're like, Oh my God, what now? So I know I also thought about like the people who were going to be first in their family to like walk at graduation and just not having that money either. I didn't even think about that. I mean, literally it in so many aspects of life changed everything. And so like, even just within the industry, like everything that I had learned about kind of in-person auditions really, and like going into a casting office and meeting the people who you're working with was really like all kind of just switched overnight. So how like did everything. you acquire that knowledge then without that? Honestly, I give I do give a lot of credit to a lot of different people. I mean, the beginning of it when we were when we were still in classes at Penn State, we had to film our acting classes. We had to film our homework. And so like, that was like forceful, you're forced to to learn. Like you literally, I had to learn like before my assignment was due at midnight, like, how am I going to do this self tape? Okay. What lighting looks the best on me? And I like learned the hard way a lot because like I would do something and I would send it in and I would be like, look at it later and be like, absolutely hated that. Like this is wrong and this is wrong. And like, but it did help me grow. And I was honestly happy that I had the chance to learn that in school and not outside of school. Um, It's such an interesting like part of how auditions are changing though, because, mm -hmm. you know, I I did self tapes, but they just weren't as common aside from commercial Mm -hmm. work or like film work. And 
I don't know. There's like a lot of room to critique yourself versus like going into an audition room and kind of just being like, okay, this is done. Like I go in, I do the thing, I leave, it's done. It's like in the universe, it's out there. But having this self tape in front of you that you can just watch over and over again and like critique yourself, it feels like an endless vicious cycle. It's so true. And like, it's so nice hearing you say that too, because to my roommates, I live with two girls from Penn State and neither of them are in the entertainment industry. And my boyfriend's like not in the entertainment industry. So when I say like, I'm sitting here watching myself for like two hours, like <laughs> I feel like I'm going crazy. Like, I don't know if everyone really understands that feeling because in normal jobs or even in the jobs that we are striving for in the acting world, like prior to everything being self tapes, you wouldn't even have to experience that. Right. Like you would go into the casting office and you would do it once and you would move on. So it's really like, I think it's daunting for everybody, which makes me feel a little bit better at least because I'm in an acting. Well, I, I take classes with somebody in New York city. Her name's Sheila Gray. She's actually amazing, but like everyone in the class, like when someone gets COVID or the class has to go virtual, it is in person, but sometimes it's virtual Mm -hmm. um, given circumstances and people get on and they'll say, ah, like, I I don't like, it's so different when you're on a screen and it feels so much weirder and I'm nervous. And like, those are real feelings because it is so different. You're standing in a room, like in your bedroom, probably if you live in New York city, like, maybe where you work all day. Like I work remotely. So I sit here yeah. all day. And then like, if I have an acting class, that's virtual, I'll be here all night. Kind of and like, to, like, it's not the switch, same. Yeah. yeah. It's not the same setting. Right. You don't feel like, like your environment that, totally informs yes. like how you move in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's weird. So you feel like of those two years, time stood still for you as opposed to moving on. Honestly, I don't even know where I know I'm the one who said that, but I don't somewhere in between because at least for a year, I think it did stand still. I was living at home and I didn't have a job and I was really just like disappointed with life because I'm also such a planner. So this was like COVID really was like, and you know what, 10 years down the line, I'm sure that I'll be happy. I had to go through something that really just like messed up my life because obviously you grow from it and you do like learn so much, but it was like devastating for me just to have everything planned in my mind messed up. And I ended up moving to New York city before I was ready because my uncle had an apartment and he wasn't living in it because of COVID. And I was like, well, this is an apartment in New York city where I want to go. Like I need to just adjust and push myself out the door. And I did. But before you were but before I was ready, so the first couple of months I was there were a little rough. Just I still didn't have a job. Like I was doing temp work. Um, which I kind of did the exact same thing. Like I got here before I was ready because yes. of a, um, an open room that a cousin mm-hmm. had. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And so it was honest. Yeah, it, it was just a lot of a lot of change in, in one year. So much change. Did you ever um, feel like you did you ever have the feeling that you might change course or like want to change course? There were a couple of times where, you know, I'd call my mom crying and be like, I'm not cut out for this. Like just like complete (laughs) meltdown mode. But I mean, no one is cut out for this given the circumstances. (laughs) Like, Like, but then there's those moments where I'm, I was happy that I picked up on class on acting classes again and tried meeting people in New York city because those breakthrough moments would remind me, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like take a deep breath. Like you're just learning. You're just adjusting to this new place and living on your own again. Cause going home actually after college too, and you know, living at home with your parents is so nice. Like it's, it's hard to go back out and do everything on your own again. I, I honestly probably should have stayed. I stayed at home from like May to September when I first graduated, mm-hmm. but I definitely could have gotten away with staying. Longer. That's a quick turnaround. It like, was quick. Now, and also like yeah. coming back then during the pandemic was so much harder, so much harder because mm-hmm. a, my room was like 
it just it looked like a 13 year old had thrown up on it and (laughs) made me behave like a 13 year old um and I had already built a life like Mm, not not here so yeah it's it's weird but I I picked up once I once I picked up I started going and and I shouldn't even really say that I was still the first year after COVID because I had an agent. I, I, real. She oh, was wait, in Boston. Me how this happened? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, um, I don't know if I can like name drop. Like, do it. Unless so, like, I mean, to. no. I. It's actually just <laughs> Michaela. You know, a mutual <laughs> friend, Michaela. <laughs> but she was. She lives in Boston, and she was also a close friend of Fiona's and yes. mine in the school of theater at Penn State. And she helped me. She referred me. Yes. Mm -hmm. She referred me to the agent that I ended up working with for a year. And that was, you know, half while I was in Boston, half while I was in New York City. And I think things picked up when the contract ended because it was kind of pulling me back into Boston in a way where I felt like I couldn't be, I was like in too many different places at once. Like I was still kind of hoping on a Penn state showcase and Mm -hmm. my agent was in Boston and I was living in New York city. And it was just like, my life was too like spread out. And I, the contract ended and that's when I started taking classes. And that's when I reached Mm. back out to our old teacher. And I was like, are we going to put up this showcase or what? And that's like when everything kind of, I think I just kind of like moved on. There is something interesting about just kind of planting your feet in one place. And yeah, I, I mean, I love working remotely and I am tempted to like get away all the time and travel, but I did Mm -hmm. that too, where I was like splitting my time pretty frequently between going home just because I had so much going on at home, you know, and Mm -hmm. my family's all there. There's always things happening. Um, But once you're in one place for a minute, you get really grounded and you just, I don't know. It feels more like a home and you feel like you can grow a little bit more. Like those seeds that you plant start blooming a bit. Exactly. Like I felt like I couldn't start taking a class or I couldn't have a job that required more than part-time because I never felt like I was really here. And then I stopped temp work. I like looked for a real job. I started taking acting classes and I felt like I actually lived here. Like I I did move in with my friends in July, but a couple of those things happened before I moved out of my uncle's apartment. Um, And like ever since my move, really, I felt a lot more in control of everything. Are you a person that likes stability? Yeah. You know, I've learned, I think I'm learning that about myself, like, (laughs) and which is one of the actual reasons why sometimes I would have those moments and say, I'm not cut out for it acting because it's the most unstable career. It has to be the most unstable career of all time. So, yeah, well, that was, yeah. I mean, God, my mom says that she told me when I was younger that, um, the lifestyle was not conducive to my personality, <laughs> which <laughs> she's right. Like you can opt to make that, to acknowledge that and, and make whatever adjustments you need to make, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's tough to face that reality. You know, if, yeah. you, if you do crave stability, like I do, mm-hmm. there's certain choices that you just have to make. And that's, it's also funny because when self tapes and the virtual everything became like the go-to. I was really only seeing the downsides of it. But now that I kind of know myself a little bit better, I kind of, and even though I, I still, I, I still dislike the part where you have to watch yourself a million times, <laughs> but I like the, I don't know. I, I guess I could just say the easiness of it. Like you don't have to literally, you, you literally don't have to go anywhere. You can yeah. pop a blue screen behind you and set up your self tape station and do it and send it on your computer. And I could do that all while I'm working remotely. Don't tell my boss, but like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like that is the positive to it. So like right. if you get into a workflow, you really can make it work. It's just then the the, I guess the actual movement of when you get a job, which I haven't gotten there yet. You know, I've done a couple Uh like student film type things and, you know, just 
taking what I can get. But nothing that um, you've had to like leave your leave. Dog for. Exactly. So I mean, I don't really know what's going to happen when that. What are you doing? For, what is the job that you're doing now? So I'm currently working as a producer at a creative studio. Oh. So they do animations and logos and motion That's graphics. So cool. Yeah, it, it's really not where I um, expected to be. Like I would almost, I think two years ago, I would laugh at myself if I knew this was my job just because really? the idea of everything is is so daunting. And it still is when I get on my computer and I, I like- Is it just because it's super tech heavy? It's super tech heavy. But what I realized was that's not as much my job <laughs> to actually do the animations. I'm more of the producer of everything and just communicating with clients on a day-to-day basis and setting the calendar. And I mean, how did you those, how'd you find yourself there? I started out as a digital marketing intern. Uh, it's a very small company. It's called Motion Standard Time. You should follow us on Instagram. Okay. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> that's a shout out to everyone who's going to listen. But um, then they ended up just needing me to come on full time. And I think that also helped like stabilize my life too, because I was only doing like part-time hours before still Mm -hmm. like maybe thinking I would get a new job, maybe like not knowing if I love it, but being a part of a team and like having an actual job kind of actually made me feel a lot better. Like I didn't feel so like I was floating through the air, not knowing what my job was Mm -hmm. and not really understanding everything because I'm not fully committing myself. Like I kind of like actually dialed in and started enjoying it a little bit and like finding the cool parts of just what it's like to be on the other side of the entertainment industry, which is, you know, always an open path, you know? No, I'm so, (laughs) I'm really glad that you, um, found yourself there because that's one of the things I found. So, um, like, I don't want to say dangerous because that feels wrong, but just, um, this, the concept that I took away from my time at Penn state with this whole survival job thing. And like, you know, there's these cookie cutter survival job options that you have to choose from. And I talk about this, I feel like I've talked about this a lot on here, but it's because it really did affect my life so, so Mm -hmm. greatly. It's like, um, you think that there's only a handful of options to choose from because you have to make yourself available at most hours of the day (laughs) for potential auditions that you might or might not get seen at. Um, and I didn't even know how to like what my skills were or, or how to hone them or where to put them. Mm -hmm. Um, which, sucks like it really sucks and and like you said it's you you can't possibly be dialed in because your your Mm -hmm. brain is split like a million different directions just trying Mm -hmm. to make ends meet and like get a job like an audition or anything so um that's really great yeah and that's the place that I was in after graduation too because also, like, I just thought of this, but I think I hate the word survival job. I know. Because it's, like, so dumb. Like, why did they, like, It's everyone, romanticized. It's everyone, romanticized. I don't actually think that the opposite even, like, everyone makes it sound like that's, like, the only, I mean, yeah, it is romanticized. But, like, the way, starving but, artist thing is romanticized. Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. And it's, like, the only option. Like, people right. are, like, you're going to have to get a survival job. Because that's the only way that you could still be an actor. Arguably, I I feel like people frowned upon it if you did anything else. Yeah, exactly. That's what. So that's why when I'm in New York City and I'm working like these temp jobs where one of my temp jobs (laughs) (laughs) was literally just going through a baby store all day, copy and pasting all this small info about color and size into an Excel what? sheet for legitimately eight hours. Wait, wait, like that was one of is- my temp jobs, like just like tracking these baby clothes. And I was like, this, there That's has so to be more to life. <laughs> that is so random. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Like all the temp jobs were wow. so random. And I almost thought that was a good one because the hours were kind of like fine. And it was like, I could sit at home, but it ended up being terrible. And I was like, I can't like work these jobs that I hate and 
you know, always be on the go and never be able to be dialed in. Cause I also like being like, and this is the perfectionist in me. Like I like being good at what I do. And I always felt like I was never doing good at my temp jobs because I had no idea what I was. They were three day jobs. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was even just a few, God, just a few months ago when I was um, working part-time for this company and then also working at nights at Orange Theory, like I was super long days, but really um, my like marketing position, only being able to work four hours of the day dedicated to that. I felt like I was on overdrive trying to get the things done that I needed to do in those four hours before I had to then bike to my other job at Orange Theory and try to also like put my best foot forward. You know, it's you're, you're spread too thin Mm -hmm. and also just also oddly not doing it enough to get into a routine or like, I don't know. It's constantly changing. And, and then you think to yourself, well, what am I doing all this for to be an actor? I'm not acting. So it was like such a conundrum in my head where I was like, I'm doing these jobs that I hate to be an actor, which I'm not doing because I don't have time because I'm doing these jobs that I hate. Like it just went in circles. And you're probably not making enough anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And luckily I I didn't have to pay my uncle too much. He was very generous to me. But then when I moved into my apartment and I kind of was like ready to take on the more full job at the creative agency, I mean, the creative studio, um, I don't know. I just felt like everything kind of fell into place a little bit more for me because Mm -hmm. I knew what I was doing. I knew if I didn't have a meeting, you know, maybe I could do an audition or Mm -hmm. if like it was a slow day, like I would have time after work or before work. Like also when you are in a consistent job, you know what to expect. And like, you know, there's slow days and, you know, when you can take a longer lunch, like, so it kind of, I feel like almost made it easier for me to plan when I could do acting stuff because I could tell them what I was doing and I didn't need to wait on my, what my shift would be for the next week. You know, like right, I knew right. my schedule for the next two months. Cause it's, yeah. And that so instills yeah. a certain kind of confidence that you then yeah. bring into whatever audition mm-hmm. you're doing because you're not yeah. losing your mind. <laughs> yeah. So actually, you know, I don't know why people even get survivor jobs, survival jobs. I mean, that's just what they told us to do. Yeah, it is. At least. And no, it's it's what they told us to do too. And we I still remember this one class we had senior year where they were like, everyone write out some things that you like to do and think about making time for them and like maybe putting them into a job. And I remember thinking like, this is so dumb. Like, because I, I, I wrote like, yoga or like stuff that I enjoyed like to do my Mm -hmm. free time and I was like you can't actually get a job out of this you know like I'm gonna need to be a waitress or I'm gonna need to work at Orange Theory I did apply for a job at Orange Theory (laughs) when I first moved to New York City and um then like I go to acting class and in New York City and my this my friend that I make is teaching yoga And like, everyone's kind of doing like other things that they actually like to do. But see, here's my problem with that is at least, um, in my experience, and Mm -hmm. I've said this before on here too. So I apologize if I sound like a broken record, but, um, before going to a program, like that is a conservatory style program, you know, we have to audition into these schools when you're like 17 Mm. and, At that age, I was told, you know, if you um, can see yourself doing anything else, don't do theater. And that was said like with the intention of this is hard. And if, Mm -hmm. if you love something else, don't put yourself through this. But, you know, as a young person, for me, it just gave me a certain kind of tunnel vision of, um, well, of course I love this. This is what I'm going to do, you know, and then you kind of forget that the rest of the things you're interested in can serve you in this field really well. But there was so oftentimes like a negative connotation with spending your time doing anything else. So for them to then say senior year, well, what else do you like to do after they've taken all of my time <laughs> the past four years no, that is- you know, and told me that I shouldn't focus on other things? It's kind of like, I don't know. Like, no, that, Fiona, that's you. so, so true. And I think that 
that's why I thought that activity was so stupid because I was like, none of these other things can even serve me. Like, yeah, if I have 24 hours of freedom, which I never have, maybe I do yoga for 20 minutes, but like (laughs) these aren't like real, like I couldn't even, I, I think I almost couldn't even really think of that much. And it's because like starting at the age of 17, if you do decide to go to school for this, like that is the only thing you can focus on. Even to the point of like, I almost felt like I heard a couple of times that if you were interested in other things, people wouldn't even really see you as an actor or right. as what you want to be because you could be seen as something else at that which is you know? so, so it's just it's there's not even like evidence of that I mean I don't know why this is the first person that comes to mind but like Ashton Kutcher just like basically walking onto that 70s show after not acting at all you know like mm-hmm. there's so many people out there that have had 100 different career paths or had no previous experience and just mm-hmm. are talented I don't know especially now I feel like I meet people who well college is such a bubble and yeah. honestly life is a bubble and when you move to New York <laughs> City you realize the bubble is popped And like, I meet people in my acting classes who are 10 years older than me, 10 years younger Mm -hmm. than me. They didn't go to college. They did go to college and they got their master's. Like everyone's so different and it really doesn't like. It doesn't matter. I don't even (laughs) want to say it doesn't matter what you really have under your belt, but it really does. I mean, I understand the sentiment, you know, like, yeah, that's kind of, there's just so much more to thing. Yeah. Like do what's right for you, you know, yeah. and what's meant to work out the way it's going to, it's going to happen the way it's supposed it, to happen. It does pan out. Yeah. And, and I, and that's why I'm happy that I pushed like myself out the door when I didn't really feel even comfortable moving yet, but I don't think you're ever really ready to do anything or like to learn yeah. anything. Like you but especially when, if you're someone like me or you who likes stability and doesn't mm-hmm. like change, that's an assumption, but <laughs> I don't like change that much. Yeah. So like, it, it's never easy, you know, but I think also like getting outside of your bubble and meeting those people who maybe started at, you know, oh, yeah. who started so much older than you or, or started so much younger than you, like it kind of makes you feel better almost in a way where you're like, everyone's right everyone's trying here. Everyone's learning. That's why even vocabulary, I think is so important. Like being introduced to words or concepts that, um, weren't a part of your vocabulary before. And I say this in a job market way too. Like, I remember when I first heard about what a copywriter does and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like, (laughs) you know, I didn't, I didn't have that um, as like a concept in my head before. And then you meet so many new people who are, have different walks of life and you just Mm -hmm. start to see different paths that you can create for yourself. And it's really Mm -hmm. huge. I know. And I remember trying to like follow along with you and other alumni's journeys and learning about all of those things too, like (laughs) all of the jobs that everybody had, Mm -hmm. like, and, and (laughs) I still look up words daily at my job that I don't, (laughs) that I still don't know because Mm -hmm. you, you don't, you can't really prepare for, and I, I feel like I've learned this post-college too, like no matter what your degree is, you can't really prepare for your job because it's just, you just, there's can't. just, yeah, there's, just, I can't describe it. You have to learn the day-to-day tasks, right. the, right. the workflow of the company, like how everybody functions, the like, systems all, that are in place, yeah, all, all of things, these things yeah. that can't be taught in school. Like, yeah, you can be taught good marketing tactics and that's like, going to help learn, you a little bit. Right. I can, I can learn Adobe programs, but I won't know how they use them until I'm in this position. Exactly. And so like, no matter what kind of new job you have, everything's always going to be daunting. And then it's like, until you can kind of like hone in on it and actually start learning about what it's like and what to do. Yeah. I think that's the only way to like really get into it. Yeah, totally. Um, so I have to ask how have your goals and aspirations changed since graduating? Or are they, have they still stayed steadfast? If they have changed, how so? Very curious. 
Honestly, I feel like it's been a roller coaster. Um, throughout, I would say like my love and my dream of like being on a set and, you know, getting my little binder with my lines and like being in a trailer, like that dream has definitely stayed strong. And I think that's the only thing that makes me continue doing this. And honestly, I think that would be the hardest part about giving up because that's been a dream of mine for so long. But I think the goal, it's not like the way that it was when I was a little girl, like, and I was like, I'm going to be, you know, the lead and so famous and like, everyone's going to know who I am. Like, I'm, I'm honestly, I think I would hate that at this point Mm -hmm. in my life. I don't think, and I, who knows? I think everyone who's famous kind of probably hates it, Yeah. but like, I would be okay. It would be amazing if I could just experience like a smaller role or like, really like I'm trying to keep my, my dreams, I guess, to stepping stones and like, so just experiencing it really is the first step. Yeah. Like what kind of, what, like, are we manifesting in the near or distant future? Manifesting, like, a supporting role on a cool show, on a streaming service, one out of the hundred streaming services that I pay for. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay, wait, actually, the step before that, getting an agent, because I need a new agent. And that's really my number one goal, because... I do think, and this may be a negative outlook, but not having an agent is, it makes it a lot harder. That's just um, realistic. It is just I wouldn't realistic. Say negative. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, but it's just true. I don't, I don't want to um, keep doing auditions that don't get watched. It's just really hard, like, and yeah. especially with like the the application that I use, which is WeTransfer. Uh, you can they see when you. things oh. get downloaded, and so sometimes when they don't, it just stinks. And when I had my agent, I was getting a lot more opportunities that I could see myself in, and I think now I'm like, I'm auditioning for opportunities that I don't even really want, and I'm still not even getting like the um. A, a view on them and open on my like downloads. So at the end of the day, that's really the first goal. And I've, especially this past week, sent out a lot of emails, um, you know, that's, just that, that feels like that's the downside of self tape versus in person though, because at least in person, you will know whether or not you're going to be seen. You know what I mean? Like you can mm-hmm. prepare and be disappointed that you've prepared, but you're not going to like perform and n- no one's watching. You know what I mean? Like you're going to mm-hmm. know whether or not you're going to have to perform the thing you prepared versus the self-tape. You have to prepare and perform and maybe not get seen. It's disheartening. And I yeah. think that it's good. You know, there, we've spoken about so many positives and negatives, but definitely yeah. one of the negatives is that, you know, there's 200,000 probably more per auditions than than necessary because right. it's so easy and accessible, which mm-hmm. is great when when it works out. But when it doesn't, you know, it, it feels like a waste of time. Um, yeah. So getting an agent, I just think would like open that door just a little crack more for me, maybe where I get thrown in a pile that actually gets watched. <laughs> we're we're not asking for much here. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even need to book it. Just let me know how I did. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, no, I was gonna say, I feel like um I've hit plenty of the distressing aspects about this career path, but um what do you love about it? What do you, what are you excited about with acting? Like why, why? You know what? Sorry. One of the coolest things about going to a a school full of theater kids is that you get to watch people actually live out your dreams and their dreams. And I think that's almost made me more excited about just the next five years, at least, because these people that you're so close with, you get to watch them land like 
something with HBO or, you know, Netflix, whatever, and go on set and like have a trailer and have a little book and a little chair. And like, that looks amazing. And I'm so happy for all these people. And I think it's such a positive thing too, because you remember back, I was in class with that person two, three years ago. And it feels more tangible. Maybe I can join them on that journey. You know what I mean? Like it does, it feels more tangible. Exactly. And it's still so exciting to me, the thought of that, which is the reason that I will keep trying. Um, And also I think it's just nice to know that even if I keep, keep trying and I don't succeed, that there are other parts of the industry that I do enjoy and that I can still Mm -hmm. continue learning about. Yeah. Like, my internship with Michaela at Boston Casting or what I'm doing right now as a producer, like these are things that I wouldn't even dip my toe into when I was on my high horse as an actor only. And now that I get to kind of experience them a little bit, I do enjoy them. And I think that if I decide one day not to continue pursuing acting, that I would still be happy. And I think that that's like a very peaceful feeling because Mm. I'm, even though my roommates are probably outside, like, bitch, you were just crying last week. But like, (laughs) (laughs) like it's hard to not feel like a failure. Definitely. But the positive is just knowing that like, okay, it's only been two years. There's still so many things that you found that you liked outside of acting. And you've still learned so much about acting and you're still meeting people. And like, sometimes you just have to put yourself in check about like, you have a lot of time and it's easy to get wrapped up in those feelings, but if it's still exciting to you, which it is to me, I think that it's worth it. No, I, that was, that was great. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, you're welcome. Um, I do find it so liberating to discover other things that you enjoy spending your time doing because it would be so exhausting if, mm-hmm. you know, if you didn't, honestly, if that was the only thing and this I think would be true for any career, for any passion. Like if that is the only thing that you have your sight on, that is an exhausting existence. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely worth it in a lot of ways, but just, I don't know, not being able to enjoy the day to day. That's huge. Like you need that. Definitely. And I think for endurance purposes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It makes it easier to actually enjoy the moments. Like when I do get to go to acting class or when I do get an audition that I'm really excited about, it's more exciting because I'm not so miserable every other minute of the day, you know, like it's, it's, it it makes it feel more tangible when you're just in a better place in life. Right. And I think too, for any industry, it's so important to understand how the rest of the machine works, you know, like everyone is a cog in this machine and Mm -hmm. what, what are the different moving parts that I need to understand to do my job well, whatever job that is. Mm -hmm. Um, I also interned for a casting company in college. And you know, what scared me was the fact that all of the headshots came to me first and then I just <laughs> I passed them to my boss. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was that no, moment when of, see, uh-oh. <laughs> when you see decisions like that, like me yeah. too, when I get the, when I was getting the emails to the intern email and like, if I missed one, all that person's hard work, know, like was I just know. It's, deleted. Really like, and, oh my God. Like it's really going to someone that's even like my age or younger. Yeah, no. And honestly, I think it helped me a little bit because you also could see how easy the no was based on absolutely nothing. Like, no, we need someone blonder or no, we need someone taller. Like it was that easy. It's always a bigger picture. Yeah, exactly. And that I try to remind myself about that. Like, especially when I, when I, just feel rejected too many rejections in a row. Like sometimes it really could have nothing to do with your acting. And I know that everybody says that, but it couldn't be more true. I know. And it still might have a little bit to do with your acting, <laughs> but maybe it doesn't. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, even I've Cameron and I have um, recently did a production of one of her plays and we auditioned people 
through backstage, which was crazy because I'd never used backstage before um, in that way. I'd only ever submitted as an actor. And so then seeing the other side of it, I was like, oh my God, it's also hilarious that like, you know, we had one role that was over 50 and just seeing who was submitting for that or, or like age wise, you know, had to be under 20 and then seeing who's submitting for that. It was so funny. It is so eye-opening really. Yeah. Yeah. And like even being on the producer side at my job now and seeing that they're making a 30 second commercial and they need motion graphics here to replace the screen and the actors clip to be redone. Like the actors will sometimes get involved in the picture because especially now with commercials, like so many people are holding phones or TVs in the back. And one of the things that my company does will be like, they'll put the correct image that they want in the commercial on that screen. And like if the actor's crossing it or something like all of these different worlds intertwine. So like perfectly one little thing. And it's like mind boggling to think like as an actor or as like day-to-day producer, like what a small piece you are in this huge project that you know, you may not even know how many people are working on it. Yeah. I think it's humbling, honestly. Yeah. In the best way, because it keeps you curious. It keeps you interested. It keeps you invested. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you have that opportunity. Thanks. I'm really happy about it too, actually. So with all this being said, and I guess probably pandemic aside, because that could change this question, but mm-hmm. what advice would you give to your younger self? Such a good question. I love that question. You know, honestly, wrapping this in perfect circle to like what we talked about at the beginning, like really to live in the moment that you're in, because I've been trying to remind myself of that so much. Um, I'm constantly worrying about the future, regretting the past, and then time just goes by like four months will go by, you know what I mean? And it makes it, and then you start regretting that you weren't being, enjoying the moment in the past. It's like, no, you really just have to focus on being with yourself, like actively focus on being with yourself. It's really easy to get distracted with life's hurdles and kind of let time go by worrying. And I just feel like I waste a lot of time doing that. So that's definitely try it. I give that advice to my to myself every day. So <laughs> I would give it to myself a little bit earlier though, because my mom used to always tell me about, and I would, I just don't really think I understood what it meant to live in the moment because mm-hmm. it's really hard to do when you're younger, you know, yeah. in high school, you're worrying about college and college, you're worrying about the future and then you get to the future and then you actually have to like live with it. Well, and, and we I think so many distractions just like yeah. that. Our fingertips, literally. Yeah. And I think like, honestly, living alone taught me to really enjoy being alone. And no matter how painful it was, sometimes I think it helped me realize how to live in the moment because those moments where I would be with the people that I loved and I wasn't alone, I was like, oh, this is like a good moment. And I would really try to enjoy it. So I think that helped me a lot. Did you like living alone? I didn't. Yes and no. I th- there were definitely at the beginning I hated it and then as soon as I was leaving I kind of thought started like oh I'm going to miss it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's I wasn't even there for a full year but um, it's hard but it's hard like suddenly being alone with your thoughts all the time, yes, you know? Like you really I, mm-hmm. I I at least was constantly second guessing even just decisions that I wanted to make just even I would want to go down the, to the bodega and get a candy bar and then a million just, should you do that? Should you not do that? Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Like just unnecessary thoughts, like crossing your brain because there's no one to talk to. <laughs> no. And it is, it's so much easier. My boyfriend was here the other week and he was like, to me and my roommates, you guys announce everything you're going to do out loud. And it's like, we really do because like, be like, I'm going to eat a banana. Or, um, I'm going to open this bag of chips. Does anyone want any? Like it is a lot nicer to be surrounded by people, especially people that you do like. So 
that's obviously the positive about living with friends, but I'd say the one thing that I miss about living alone is having all the space to set up those self-tape things. Yeah. yeah. I really logistics. Yeah. Logistics that those are really the only positives about living alone, having all the space that you need, being able to be creative whenever you want, wherever Mm -hmm. you want in the bathroom, in the family room and versus you're more confined when you are living with people. But I think I would, I would still choose living with my friends over living alone, at least for this phase of my life. Yeah. I feel you. I'm the same way. (laughs) Um, Okay. Sophie. Well, before I let you go one, any Netflix or Broadway or any other entertainment recs and two, where can people find you? I love that question. Um, hmm. Honestly, and I, I hate to say this. I've been a little behind, so I may give an older reference. Okay. But I think my favorite show on Netflix recently was Made. I was really, really, really obsessed with Made. I actually haven't watched that one yet. My parents watched it <gasps> oh, and yeah, my roommates watched it, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I really liked it. And I okay. I need to watch Bridgerton season two. I have been watching that. But I also did just finish the thing about Pam. Okay. I was thinking about watching that. <laughs> yeah. That one was good. So okay. I, I, I catch up now and then, but those are some good ones that I did, did really like. Okay. Good. Um, and then where can people find you? People can find me. My Instagram name is Sophie H Brown. Wait, there might not be an H. Let me check. What's your middle name? Sophie Brown is such a common name. So it's like sometimes in there and sometimes not. My middle name is Hannah. Oh, cute. It is. It's Sophie H Brown with two N's. And that's also my TikTok name. Oh, but yeah. my TikTok oh my God, is TikTok. <laughs> your TikTok is so you, funny. You and Cameron are my two oh favorite my TikTok God, followers. It's so funny. Oh, wow. <laughs> I forgot about your TikTok for a minute. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's because I've that. been forgetting to post. I need to get back. Well, I think there. that's you posted a lot when you were living alone. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that when we were having a conversation yeah. about living alone, but I didn't want to seem like a crazy person. No, you did. Yes. TikTok <laughs> was my life source while I was living alone. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, great. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I'm so glad we got to have this conversation and thank you everyone for listening. This has been Fiona Winch and Sophie Brown on Thoughtful Intentions.